Liz Rao definitely has a quirky sense of humor. She's an author and now a podcast host. But recently, she's undergone a major change in her life. VSG Bariatric Surgery. Now she's on a journey to discover health and happiness. Join her as she navigates this new world. This is Life with Liz. Today's podcast is brought to you by LizRawOfficial.com. Be sure to go there and use your promo code VSG10 for 10% off of your new bariatric-friendly sweatshirt or any of my fall merchandise. Hello, everyone. Um, so sorry, I took last week off. I didn't have any new updates. And as I've said before, I'm going to keep this podcast to when I do have updates because I don't want to just make you listen to me ramble forever and ever and ever because I could do that. I could very, very easily. So anyway, getting into the nitty gritty VSG world. This is the first week I have felt like myself for the most part. I still get really, um, I get dizzy quite a bit still. Um, that's kind of hard to deal with. It's like every time I stand up, I get a dizzy spell. Sometimes I have to like sit down, like I'll be, I'll stand up and start walking and within like three steps, just have to kind of sit down on the carpet and collect myself because my body will be shaking. Um, but outside of that, which I know seems serious, but it's really like not in the grand scheme. But outside of that, I do feel normal. Like I'm eating. I still get full after like two bites. It just is what it is. We we chose this life. But I'm eight weeks out. I'm 34 pounds down um, from my highest weight. I am 30 pounds down from surgery. And in, in eight weeks, I have lost a lot of hair. Like a lot. Um, it like... 20 more strands fell out as I sat down to do this podcast, I kid you not. So that's something that it's just, it's just frustrating. Um, I've lost the eczema that had started on my arms. I've lost two shirt sizes. I'm now wearing a size large. Um, and it feels weird. I keep looking at this clothing and thinking it's too small. It's never going to fit. And then it fits and it's weird. And you feel like you're Alice in Wonderland. Like you drank the let's get small cup of tea. Instead of the let's get big bite a cookie. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of weird. Um, I've lost most of my coffee addiction. There are days when I do have two cups. Just is what it is. Um, but I, I mean I used to drink four to five. So one to two cups versus four to five cups. I think that's a win. And I got decaf iced tea because I love iced tea. It's the house one of the south. It's how my mom raised me. It Like love, love, love it. And so I drink the decaf iced tea, and then I drink my water with lemon in it, like this. <sighs> yep. Um, the lemon's great because the, the tart keeps you um, kind of like puckered, and you want to continuously drink water. And then at night, I'll switch to a liquid IV pack. Right before my surgery, Liquid IV sent me a huge box of goodies one that had like melatonin in it for right before sleep um all of their flavors for my waters for just um extra hydration so even though I'm getting plenty of water I average between 80 to 100 ounces a day our goal is 64 um I still like to have a liquid IV once a day it just makes me feel a little bit better and the electrolytes are good for the dizziness and so on and so forth so 
Liquid IV. Um, that box was awesome. I'm almost at the end of it. So if you want to send me another box, I wouldn't turn it down. Um, but so there's that. And then I do like those little noon tablets too. Sometimes I want a different flavor. They have lemonade. So I'll pop one of those in there. But uh, I've lost most of my coffee addiction, most of my caffeine addiction, which is very, very sad. Because um, I still maintain you can taste the decaf, even in the iced tea, but I just cover it up with a little sweet and low and call it a day. Um, in eight weeks, I've also um, noticed my sleep apnea has improved. I'm not waking up every hour all night long. I still have problems falling asleep, but that's not sleep apnea, that's insomnia. And that is due to my anxiety. So little by little, I get better um, with the apnea. Anxiety, is that's a different beast. So it, it's gotten better, but I'm just going to always be someone who has anxiety. That is for damn sure. Um, my body isn't physically hurting from my anxiety anymore, which is huge. I used to get the most gnarly pains in my lower back, in my abdomen, in my lungs, um, my hands would hurt even like anxiety just you just don't want to ignore those signs because it means there's a bigger issue going on and I had a lot of issues um, but the physical pain that anxiety was causing even in my intestines like it would just feel like someone was twisting my intestines like sausage links like that's just I know that's kind of gross to think about now that I said that but mm, it's almost Halloween so I'm gonna let it go um but that, that is truly how I felt. Other times it was like someone was stabbing a knife into my back. So, I mean, figuratively, not literally, although I'm sure someone out there somewhere maybe has stabbed me in the back. Um, but I got off track here. In eight weeks, I've noticed my body is not physically hurting from my anxiety. So even though I'm still having trouble sleeping from time to time, um, I'm not in such physical pain anymore, which has increased my energy, which has increased my mood. My mood feels more stable day to day. Um, I want to go for walks. I want to get on the cross trainer. I want to do ab exercises and yoga. And, um, I find yoga really boring, but it is good for you. And, um, that all again goes back to my sleep and my anxiety. All of those things, which were attached to my weight. So, circle of life. Say lovey. Um, in eight weeks, I've also noticed my self-esteem has shifted. I feel more confident in myself. I still look in the mirror and see a project, more or less. Like, um, it's not like I look in the mirror and I see a number on a scale. I look in the mirror and think, I could be healthier. Um, I could be... <sighs> What's the right word? Not happier, but I look at myself and I see someone who, who's who got some work to do. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I I think we all have looked in the mirror and picked ourselves apart, but I'm not picking apart my weight. And I was 34 pounds ago. Now I'm looking at things like, you know, definition and do I look happier and do I look healthy? Because I don't want to get to the point where I lose so much white in my face, for example, that I look gaunt. Because at a certain age, if you get too thin, your face looks very, very haggard. It's not pretty, y'all. It's not pretty. And when you lose a ton of weight really fast, it's going to happen. So I just, 
I pay attention, I guess is what I say. I don't want to become obsessed. The scale for me is not an issue. I was afraid it would be, but um, which is why I know they recommend only getting on the scale once a week to weigh yourself. Very, very smart. Um, but when I was younger, that number was a real trigger for me. So to know now, having more self-esteem and um, my anxiety is better and my mood feels better, that that's, that it, all when I was younger tied into that number on the scale. It's funny how it works, right? You get older, you do get wiser. Um, so let's see, in the last eight weeks, I've also developed new life goals. I definitely want to be more adventurous. I have just found that I can, I can do things I never thought I could. The surgery is not easy. The recovery is not easy. The complete change in your life and how you balance it is not easy. Um, none of it is. And I know a lot of people are like, well, you lost a week because you had surgery. No, no. There are plenty of people who lose the weight and then regain it because they don't change their habits. And not that I'm calling anyone out, but I'm calling someone out. <laughs> and on Instagram, I I, I saw this post and it really like I wanted to respond and be like, you answered your own question. Someone had posted that they had worked really, really hard. They had lost three pounds that week. And then to celebrate, they had a couple of drinks and some junk food and they ended up only losing half a pound. And they're, they're just so over the journey of it. And they felt like they made the wrong decision. And I've said it over and over and over again, and I know I'm fairly new into my journey, but it's something I have to keep in the back of my head as well. Like, you made a decision to stick to a lifelong plan. You can't fall off the wagon with junk food. The drinks aren't even that big of a deal. It's the sugar and the junk food that's going to get you because it that's going to be more addictive to someone who has struggled with their weight. Um. So I just, I find it interesting that I'm on the same journey as everyone else, but not everyone else seems to want to be as honest. And maybe the podcast is holding me to that level. It's also another good reason to take the pictures and journal and to pay attention to what you eat and keep track of that as well. Whether you use um, an app, you know, a lot of people use the Berrytastic app. I use uh, my plate. I just prefer it. I used it before. I can scan all my labels. It tracks everything for me. It's it's very, very easy. It also syncs up to my exercise on my watch, and I'm good to go. Um, but anyway, because of all these steps and because I've watched everyone else's journey and everyone else being so open about their struggles and their goals and their, their wins, their NSVs, um, if you're new to this podcast and don't know what an NSV is, NSV is, sorry, um, that is a non-scale victory. So if you're only getting on the scale once a week and you stall, for example, that doesn't mean your body isn't changing. You cannot lose weight and still lose inches because your body goes into this like morphing process almost where it continuously is changing and shifting. And I, I find it very interesting. And you also are working out more, or at least you should be. So then your, I mean, your changing your body for the better all the way around. So those non-scale victories are really important because it keeps you motivated. So when I went down two shirt sizes in like the span of a week, I mean, I'd never been more like gung-ho to like keep up my exercise in my life. Um, 
I forgot where I was going with this, but <laughs> like that's, um, oh yeah, new life goals. I've developed new life goals from this. Um, I've made a lot of new friends from my online support network through this journey. Um, I, I was not going to join the online support board. And then a couple of weeks before surgery, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Like it's out of my comfort zone. And I know I kind of preach from time to time on this podcast, but um, there's some real preachers on the support <laughs> boards, but you know, they got a point. They definitely, definitely have a point. Hey guys, if you've been following me at all on Instagram, you know that for months now I've been talking about Orgain protein shakes. So not all protein shakes are made the same. That is the very first lesson you have to learn in this BSG, reprogramming your body, your mind, and your nutrition and what it comes to food. So we have to get 50 to 60 grams of protein a day, right? And part of that is a two to three week liquid journey. And so those shakes become very important and vital to your recovery. I went through three or four different types of shakes before I discovered Orgain because here's my situation is I needed something dairy-free and I still needed a high quality of protein in my shake, but I wanted it to be clean. That's how I discovered Orgain and I love their story. The story is about a, a guy who, he ended up being a doctor, but when he was 17, he was diagnosed with a rare and aggressive form of cancer and during his chemo and radiation, he lost so much weight because he lost his appetite and it was rapid weight loss and he wasn't healthy and his doctors recommended nutrition shakes to get his weight up. The only options available at that time were completely unhealthy, totally synthetic, and not clean. So he and his mother started making his own organic shakes at home and not only did they help him regain his strength, they restored his hope in his future. So he ended up going into medicine himself and that power of clean nutrition stayed with him as he entered in his career and as he treated patients, he was still consumed by this idea of a clean protein shake that could help more people bringing a healthier and more organic nutrition shake to the market. So he took a leap of faith, quit his practice, and started Orgain. And I love it. It's easy to find, but if you want to find it online and save some time, especially right now during COVID where we don't really want to go out and shop if we don't have to, you can order it online at Orgain.com. And use my promo code LizRow30 to get 30% off either your first order or even your first subscription, and you can save 30%. That is huge. Nobody else out there is doing that right now. And Orgain is relentlessly clean. They're committed to innovation. They're giving protein a purpose. And I have to tell you, I love it. It's not chalky. It doesn't have that like gritty taste that other things have. And they have not only powders that are protein, vegan, they have grass-fed whey protein powders, nutritional powders, collagen powders, keto powders, sports powders, you name it. They also have ready-made protein shakes um, that are, they have some with dairy and some without dairy. So whatever floats your boat, they have protein bars. They also have kid shakes and kid bars, and then they have MCT oil for your pantry. So just a really great clean company, guys, and something I highly, highly recommend. They even have it in the powder and small packets. So if you travel a lot like I do, I just take those packets with me and it saves me so much time because they're perfectly pre-measured and I'm good to go. I can control what I'm going to eat when I'm on the road. So definitely check it out. It's orgain.com and my promo code is LizRow30. 
You won't regret it. Thanks, everyone. And so with the preaching, I think that's where I was going with this. Um, I know I get up on my soapboxes from time to time, but this week in my little support board that I was so hesitant to join, somebody goes, how long can you go without drinking through straws? And I thought, that seems like a dumb question. And it started this whole back and forth between people because apparently some people's binders say you can never drink from straw again because it increases the air every time you drink and it's not good for your stomach. Um, I don't want to like burst anyone's bubble, but every time you drink anything, whether it's through a straw or not, you're also drinking in air because that's what happens. Uh, I have been drinking through a straw this whole time and not had any freaking issues. I don't have acid reflux. I don't have weird burps. I don't have tons of air bubbles. I follow the liquid plan of don't drink 30 minutes before and don't drink until 30 minutes after you eat, which sucks sometimes because sometimes it takes me like an hour, hour and a half to eat my five ounces of salmon, but I stick to that and I'm totally fine. So the straw thing I think is doctor specific. I don't know. It's not in my binder. And so I put on there like been drinking through it a whole time, drink my morning smoothie every morning through a straw, no issues, and somebody jumped on me hardcore. And so then I was like, well, this is why I didn't want to join this board. <laughs> but I stayed on there. I mean, I do the same thing in this podcast, so, you know, you got to take what you give. Um, but I just thought it was interesting. So don't take things personally, guys. That's uh, the whole point of my rant because everyone, even though you get the same information, really, or you should – get similar information, um, we all interpret it a little bit differently, I think. So, and several other people then jumped on and said they also drank through straws, so that made me feel better. The weird thing also, um, talking about liquids, is that if I don't continuously drink water, my voice now gets really raspy. Like, you can hear it during this podcast, and then I'll, I'll slurp some water. Here I go. And so much better. So much better. I don't understand it, but I have noticed that. And so I do all these Zoom sales calls because I work in sales in my normal day-to-day job, but I'm virtual. And I'm the only one who's constantly just drinking any sort of fluid 24-7 to the point where it's it, it could be a game. Take a shot every time Liz takes a drink. Like you'd be drunk in five minutes. But um, I have noticed that. In two months, um, I would also like to maintain that my addiction to Bravo TV has remained steadfast and loyal. Let me tell you, during recovery, I watched a lot of vintage vintage Housewives. Um, Jersey, I mean, you were just there for me in the weakest of times. Teresa's table flip (sighs) could bring tears to my eyes. And then we had Dorinda just fall off the rails just this week in the New York uh, finale. I was sad about Dorinda leaving until I saw the finale and then thought, the bitch has lost it. She needs to go. Um, Beverly Hills, I mean, whoever Denise paid to do her makeup, she should ask for her money back. But that reunion part one was pretty damn good. I also especially loved it when uh, Kyle called out Garcelle for not paying and she was like, that's a lie. That's a lie. Don't say that. And then lo and behold, Garcelle did not pay, um, which I don't think you saw on the reunion, but it came out on Instagram. And I thought Kyle's going to get flack for calling her out, but she was 
being honest. So um, I don't know. My addiction to Bravo, I mean, it's my number one relationship after my cats and then my husband. And um, it's always there for me. Always. And if I'm going like in between seasons where let's say, oh, I don't know, something like The Real Housewives of Dallas or OC, which is just not as good. Um, I can go back at any time and watch old episodes of New York, Bev Hills, uh, Jersey. They're always, always there for me. And Potomac this year has stepped it up. Uh, great, great season, Potomac ladies. I'm fully invested. Thank you very much. So yeah, nothing's changed in two months with me and Bravo, except for maybe I heart them a little bit more. Uh, working on and it feels so good. Um... You know, when I was a dancer in high school and we would do, we would do 10 solid eight counts of kicks for a kick routine, which if you don't know what that means, you know, when someone counts down a five, six, seven, eight, you count to eight, usually when you're dancing and that's your like count. So you move on like one, you pop on two, you hit on three, you turn on four. So that's 80 seconds of just straight kicks if you think about it. So the next day, we would all be so sore from doing high kicks. And by the way, I kicked myself once in the face um, during a kick routine. Totally just need my forehead. But um, the next day, we'd be so sore. And we'd be like, but it's a good pain. And for the first time since then, um, we're not going to discuss how many years later, but it's been a lot. Um, the, the workout pain is good. It feels good. So I got these kettleballs and I was swinging them around and it like it's only like a 15 pound kettleball but then the next day I could feel it like every time I move my arms or my back a certain way and I could feel it in my lower ab and it feels good because like in the moment you're like is this even doing anything and you feel it the next day and you're like yeah I'm gonna do it again. So that was that's been fun uh, rediscovering my passion for working out because I definitely lost that through all my low energy and anxiety and depression and stress and yada yada yada. Um, overall, I feel like VSG has been such a journey, such a blessing, such a challenge. And I'm a person who kind of needs that challenge. Every day is different. I'm in a stage now where I'm allowed to eat solid foods again, but no, still no processed grains, um, or like things like pasta. Oh, girl, I miss my pasta. I do. And my red wine. Um, but I'm honestly, I. I still don't eat a lot. I'm rounding out between 600-700 calories a day, hitting my protein goals for the most part. Um, I still do some soft foods, like I'll do scrambled eggs in the morning or my smoothie versus trying to eat something a little tougher. Um, and in the last two months, I've also completely redesigned my online store at lizrowofficial.com slash shop. I got my bariatric sweatshirt up there. I got my hashtag sleeved. But I also added a ton of cute fall outfits and tops and funny sayings like witch please. So definitely go check it out. I have a promo code VSG10 for 10% off your entire cart. You can use it more than once even. And uh, I've been modeling them on my Instagram page. So you can find me anywhere on social media at Lizrao Official. And if you like cozy mystery books and you have a fascination with witches and romance and fiction like I do, I am going to be re-releasing my first trilogy, which is, um, it's called Secret Spells and Tales. The titles in the trilogy are The Trials, Spellbound, and Magique. 
And I'm going to re-release it as one book under Secret Spells and Tales. And it is like, uh, hold on, let me tell you, I have my mock-up here, my cover mock-up. I just got it in the mail today. I was so excited. It's 520 pages, all three books in one. And that's going to be coming out beginning of October. And I'm excited because I'm, I'm going back through and re-editing. So it's really like version two. Um, but you notice no matter how many times I edit and read a book before I, I publish it, I always still find errors. There's, and I feel better when I find out that other authors have the same issue, but, um, it's coming back out. The cover is really cool. The book is like so super thick. Um, but I designed the cover myself. I wrote the books myself, obviously. And, uh, my mom and my sister helped me edit. So, Definitely keep an eye out for that. It's gonna, I'm going to be announcing it on my Facebook page first, then my Instagram, and it will be available on Amazon and Kindle first. So keep that in mind. Check it out. Guys, please, please, please take a moment to hit subscribe when you're listening to this. Um, hit the five-star button for your review. It helps me tremendously. And Tell your, tell your other VSG friends, come follow me. I am so open to having anyone guest blog or be on this podcast um, to share journeys. I even am donating my clothes that are getting too big to other people who are just entering those sizes on my support group. So if you're looking for ways to get involved in your VSG community and you're on a VSG board, you might try seeing if someone else could use your clothes that you can no longer wear. Don't just throw them away. Find another purpose and make don't give away crappy stuff, obviously. But if they're in good condition and like I have a lot of work clothes that I can no longer wear, somebody else can use those and repurpose it and give those clothes a second life. So it is what it is, guys. And until next week, this is Liz and talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life with Liz.